The thing is, in modern time, because you can see in long history of the women being oppressed, there is so much injustice against women in all over the world. That's why you know the feminist movement started, you know, in, in the West, and now also among the Muslims it became very, very popular. Because in Muslim society also women are weak, women are basically, you know, have no not much respect, uh, and you know, so many troubles, you know, in, in, for, for women uh, in Muslim society. You know, sometimes I, uh, I tell people actually the conditions in which women women live in many many Muslim societies. If men have to live in the same condition, they become mad. You know, people cannot live in those conditions. It's a big, really big patience. So certainly, it, uh, you know, this uh, feminist uh, movement is start and also gets uh, you know uh, strength in Muslim society. The reason behind that, because you know, injustice, all those things. But the problem is uh, the solution that this feminist movement have got. Uh, that actually itself, you know, actually it creates more problem for the women rather than any solution. The solution is that they think the reason that men have respect because they have power. So if the women get the same power, that way you have got the word of, you know, the, you know, empowerment of the women or something like that. So they think the women get the same power, then they have the same respect. And power to them means power itself, or maybe in our time, no doubt, you know, money is also you know, another substitute for, 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 for the power. So meaning if the women get the same position as the men, they will have respect. If they don't have the same, same position, at least they get money. So work, you know, working, that's how you know, men have respect in the society. People think because they have power or they have money. So if the women get the same power or same money, then they have respect. That's how thinking is. And that's why you know, many people say that, you know, see men, they are imam. So if the women also become imam, they have same respect. You know, men, they lead Juma Friday prayer. If the women start leading the Friday prayer, so they have the you know, same respect. That actually how it comes in mind. Because people don't think deeply. You know, think properly. There are so many, many imams. Do they have respect? Think really. Do, do really they want to have their job? Ask many, many imams. Do they want to be many imam? Many people come, you know, as imam in, in the West European countries. As soon as they get their visa, they resign. So if they, being imam is power and really respect, why do they want to leave the job? The people don't think really, not real thing is not uh, to have power and real thing not to get the money. The real thing actually is to have authority. You know, if you have authority, that's what people respect. And authority in the religion and everything else, in Islam especially, authority comes uh, by the knowledge and piety. If people have got proper knowledge and in you know, a piety, both together combined, then you have authority and then you have really uh, real respect. So all these women in Islam, you know, people only know a few people's name, like people know Rabia Basariya, people know Aisha. Why these women have so much respect in the society? Think properly. Why even Umar Khattar and all the great companions, they respect Aisha, they ask her, and when she leads, people follow her. Because she had knowledge, she teaches people, and people can see that they learn from her, and also she's so pious. You know, she's an example for the people. These two things, they actually make people to have authority. In, in, especially in Islam. Abu Hanifa Rahmullah Tala did not have more power than Mansur. Mansur was Abbasid Caliph. He had the empire. Abu Hanifa does not have more power than him. Actually, Abu Hanifa has no power. Abu Hanifa is not even a governor of a city. Actually, governor of a city there against Abu Hanifa. But Abu Hanifa certainly has more authority and more respect in the heart of believers than Mansur. Same Malik. Malik what Malik's authority is? Malik's authority is just you know, knowledge, knowledge of piety. That what actually in Islam, that Allah, Allah wants to give the people, you know, these things which can real, bring the real respect and, you know, and honor and authority to society. And that's why Muslim women from very beginning, 
they understood properly and the professor taught them. So they always have been keen to learn properly and to be pious. They are not actually you know, worried to become Khalifa or rulers or masters because that is very tiny power. That power can go. Real power really is your knowledge. So when people learn and then they become pious, they, you know, they, they live by the knowledge, they become pious, then they become Imam. They become, then actually even the men, they'll come. Actually, I said to many, many women that you complain about your husband. If you really learn properly and become pious, your husbands will worship you. You know, if a woman, pious woman lives in a cave, you will see people who travel to her to benefit from her. Rabbi Basariya used to live in Basra, a small house, and people from Kufa, from Iraq, from everywhere, they used to come and visit her to learn party from her. Even people like Sufyan Sauri, such a great man, he comes to her. People want to benefit from, from people like that. So, you know, this course, which uh, we are starting, inshallah, soon, you know, it is based on you know, my research on the, on the history of the Muslim women. And that research actually is these two parts. You know, I have included in my, you know, my, my addiction in my book, you know, these two aspects of the women's life. Their knowledge, that how, how was their knowledge, and also their life, you know, how pious they were. And these two things make them really you know, amazing. People, you know, respect them, people learn from them. It is not that they are not imam. Nobody cares about who is imam or not. People care actually that if you are a teacher, and that actually the Prophet sallallahu the name in the Quran, Mu'allim, teacher. And Ibrahim sallallahu made dua, wa Allah send imam, my descendants, someone who teaches. And the Prophet said, I have been sent as a teacher. These women, they learn, they study, they live by the Quran, they live by the Sunnah, they live by the knowledge, and then they become authority. Then they become example for the believers and the people learn. So that what we need to, you know, in this course, we are I'm thinking to teach, you know, to basically, you know, once a month to six months. So we can't, cannot teach the whole book. But uh, idea is, you know, spend some time on, on the selected women. And especially like, you know, wives of the Prophet daughters of the Prophet and many important women from among the companions, that how was their knowledge and how was their life, you know, as pious people and how were they leading the community. So with the piety and with knowledge, they become leaders. People follow them, people come to them and travel to them and learn from them. And then after that, some examples from the women who are tabi'iyyat, you know, second generation, like Umbu anhu, Amra bint Abdurrahman, and Fatima bint al-Mundir, you know, these are amazing women, you know, they're, they're not sahabiyyat, tabi'iyyat, but learned, have knowledge, piety, they teach, and big people, imams, and, and learned people, they come and learn from them. And then, you know, same remains throughout the generation. So, you know, I, I'll select that. So, in our women, Muslim women, and also men, you know, if they want to raise their children, properly, they can understand really what are the things that we are looking for the women and wha- how we want to make our daughters or sisters and how women they themselves want to, to become. These are the qualities. So, you know, on one hand, knowledge, and the other, the real piety. And when both come together, the real respect comes to society. Then people respect you. Then you don't need people, because this way, you, th- you basically want to force people to respect you. And you can see really, women have got, at the moment, women have got all those, but still, no respect. Actually, the violence, you know, violence and, uh, and humiliation of the women in the West has increased you know, after all these things. Not, decrease, not decrease, actually become more and more. After all that, not that women are more respected. It is the same thing happening, uh, same humiliation. Reason is because we are focusing on the right people. People think if you make women similar to the men, they get respect. Because men have, are respected, so women also become respected. No, it is not like that. The real respect actually lies somewhere else. And that is what we want to teach you know, in this course. And people actually learn you know, more not by making some theories. People learn from the lives and biographies. 
So when we teach this thing through the biography, then you can see those women as alive. So you know, you'll be keen really to think of what, what, what made them so great. You know, like Maryam alayhi salam, you know, in the Quran, you can see some women in the Quran, so great. Like Musa is a mother, our wife of Pharaoh, what made them so great? So even in our time, if women want to follow it to have the same respect, there's no other way really. The power and the money don't bring respect for the people. They actually create more problems in the society. No, you know, the thing really is that you know, nobody can become prophet, so simply. And prophets never came for the purpose anyway to make people prophets. Though some people think they want to become prophets. Prophets only came to teach people how to become followers of the prophet. So certainly, people can become like Aisha, people can become... Allah SWT never made his favor special to anybody. If anybody does the same thing, same favor for Allah, from Allah SWT. So people can become like Aisha, people can become like daughters of the Prophet people can become anything. In all those, you know, what you learn in history, like in a men, you know, people want to become Abu Hanifa or Malik or Shafi, nobody can stop you. Take your effort, your intention, purity of, you know, and, and focus. If you make effort, you can become like that. So the women of our time, and we need really women like that. Otherwise, the problem will happen is that these, you know, movements, you know, feminist movements, they will become stronger because if, you know, see, I, I'll tell you one thing really. If you don't find solution from the Quran, it does not mean people are going to sit they will make their own solution. It is simple to realize. If we Muslims don't provide the solution of the women's problem, then what will happen is women have to find solution from somewhere. If the water is flooding and you don't make you know, route for there, how it goes, you know, channel for that, it will overflow. This is actually how it happens. It will have, it has to find its own way. If people have got real problem, the way is to solve it. And if you don't bring solution, they will follow one who can give any solution. If Muslims don't provide solution from their own history, from the Quran and Sunnah, then Muslim women, whatever you say, they have to find some, because they can't live in that life. That life is you know, so difficult to live. The life of Muslim women in our houses is very difficult. If you don't bring solution from the Quran and Sunnah, then what will happen? They'll find their own solution. So this actually must be understood. You can't stop, you can't say, you know, don't follow feminist people because they're not believers. This, you can't do like that. Either you have to provide solution, or they have to find their own solution. So this course actually helped us to show them, no, the solution lies there. We have left them. That's why, you know, and people have to follow. You know, if the Quran says the Prophet is example, it means what? You become like him. So don't become prophet, but you can become like prophet. That's what, why, why, why the prophet has been sent. So people can become like Aukas Siddiq. Nobody comes exactly someone, but like him. So, you know, that if you make effort, you can become like, like anybody. So like if people make effort, they can become like Arabia Basariya, like you know, so many women in the history of Islam, they become like them. You know, hidden is because reason is when the knowledge becomes superficial and only form, that what happens. So it is not only this knowledge, actually even the knowledge about the men in Islam is hidden. The truth of the matter, maybe people know name of Siddiq, but they really don't know what Avukas Siddiq was. The truth of the matter, people know name of Ibrahim, so they think Ibrahim is not hidden. But actually, the truth of the matter, Ibrahim is not a name of someone. Ibrahim is really a character. That character is hidden. People don't know who Ibrahim is. 
So it is not only women are hidden, actually everybody, everything is hidden. If people don't make research, that's what happens. So we, and it, it is not that you know, people said that there have been 9,000 women in Islam, so now they are unknown. They are not still known. Unless you read them, you study them, you understand them, they still remain hidden for you. It is not that they are in the book, now they are not hidden. Whether they exist in the book or don't exist, does not meet man. Unless you, you learn about them and you follow their life, then they are no more hidden. Otherwise, to me really, even Ibrahim is hidden, even Muhammad is hidden. If people don't, don't learn about him, so it is hidden to you. So I don't think they are hidden women. The only thing is that we don't want to make effort. We really don't want to become like them. That's why we have all these classes, so people learn properly, not only about women, but everything. Actually, the Quran is hidden. People don't know the Quran. People read the Quran, but they don't understand the Quran. Even the Bukhari is hidden. And I'm writing this commentary on Sahih Muslim, so I really see every day there are so many things in these books which actually we don't know. People have no idea what, what the book is. People have very, very little knowledge of these books. The real knowledge is hidden, what they have done, their effort. You know, Aisha Allah no doubt really, in a really amazing uh, woman in the history of mankind, not only Islam, uh, for many, many reasons, you know. And one thing is, she has a strong personality, you know, a strong person. Very often people criticize if women have a strong personality, then men don't want to marry her because they think they will be under her. But you can see, she has such a strong personality, still her husband, they're in relation with them so strong, so nicely. So people have to understand really that you can't be, one can be strong, uh, you know, with a strong personality, but at the same time, one can be as, as best company as possible. You know, it really has to, to one can think and learn from, from, from her. So Aisha Zatran, with the knowledge and the piety and amazing understanding, so much thinking. Meaning is, you know, same hadith of the Prophet, Abu Hurairah, who we love him so much, he hears, and Aisha hears, she goes deeper, and he thinks, you know, some, you know he's some, 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 some small meaning. And when the hadith comes to, to her, she explains such a way, so now you understand really what really means. Even Umar Khattab, even Abdullah Umar, same hadith, when they narrate, you get different meaning. When it comes to Aisha, it's a completely different story. She goes deeper, she's explained to you, and, and, and she has you know, full courage to differ from the people. And she also comment from the people. And you know, nicely, with the respect, so like, for example, she has criticized one of the hadith. Umar and his son Abdullah were both. So he said, you know, they did not do mistake liberty, but they did mistake. And then she corrects, corrects them. And Abdullah I've written actually a small book on this matter. All those hadiths where Aisha has corrected the male companions. Like Omar, Ibn Omar, Abu Huraira, all these people, they narrate something. And then it comes to Aisha's knowledge and she corrects their mistake. And now people follow Aisha more than those people. So, you know, this are really, so her knowledge is amazing. And her piety is amazing. Her submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And her life as a good wife of the Prophet is amazing. And that because the Prophet was so keen to be in her house more than any other wife. Uh, at the same time, you know, a strong person, you know, she thinks properly. And you can see whenever the Prophet teaches her something or she learns the Quran, she wants to go deeper. She wants to understand what it means. And sometimes she makes her, her own meaning. And then the, when the Prophet says something, she says, no, it is not in the Quran. Quran says something else. Then the Prophet explains to her, you know, another meaning. So then she learns. So you can see when she learns, she makes efforts to understand properly. So in this matter, her contribution in Islam is actually uh, much, much. That's why you can see the hadith in Sahih Bukhari Muslim. Those hadith on which Islam depends, 
they are more than from Aisha than anybody else. Because you know, this, yeah, this, you know, what really Islam means, those hadith, they come from Aisha more than anybody else. That's why all the jurists, Abu Hanifa, Malik, Shafi, and Humble, they all of them, they depend on the teachings of Aisha.